This episode of the Supply Chain Brain podcast is supported by InterSystems, a leading provider of software and technology for high-performance database management. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for a look at the company and what it offers to customers. But now, on to the podcast. The production plan is the basis for nearly all major supply chain decisions. Time to bring it into the 21st century. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. All of the elements involved in deciding what gets bought and incorporated into the manufacture of goods gets rolled into the production plan. Yet that document often falls short of meeting the requirements of today's complex global supply chains. It's still the product of too many manual processes, leading to a disconnect between suppliers, buyers, and the factory. How can the production plan be updated and automated so that it can enable smooth communication among multiple supply chain partners and systems. On this episode, we discuss production plant optimization with Annie Tong, sales engineer with InterSystems. She'll tell us how technology can provide the insights needed to ensure upstream visibility of suppliers, streamline planning sequences, and achieve maximum fill rates in a constrained supply chain, which, of course, is every supply chain. Here's my conversation with Annie Tom. Annie Tong, welcome to the show. Hi, Bob. Nice talking to you. Thanks for being with me. Annie, what are the main elements of a modern-day production plan? So when we're talking about a production plan, there are a couple components that I think about. One is quantity, there's product, location, and time. So what quantity of which product is produced where at what time? And depending on the granularity, it could be more of a schedule at different stages of planning for either open order or future orders. There are so many parties involved potentially in a production plan. Who actually owns it? So it would be production planners or production planning managers who are in charge of a particular business unit in the company. And this is always the way it's been, I take it. There are no new wrinkles to that. Yes. So it's been shared with planners and schedulers at local production plants who are in charge of managing the production schedule on a more granular level. Well, the sharing of it seems to be vital because of all the number of people who have to like share in the production plan. Is it both within the organization and outside as well, upstream, downstream? I mean, what are the considerations there? And indeed, is that a challenge to make sure that it's propagated to all individuals who need to see it? It is definitely a challenge because if we think about it, the production planners or production planning managers come up with the plan has to relate it to planners and schedulers at local plants. But the problem is if there's a disagreement between, oh, actually, we don't have this inventory that was due in that's supposed to come in, there's misalignment there. So if anything that's challenging 
that happen in the process is really hard to communicate back and reorganize the plan in a way that's real time. So that's just one of the many problems and challenges that we face in production planning. So we can see how it's so necessary these days to optimize that production plan. However, the last three years have not been kind to supply chains and production plans with all the disruptions from COVID-19 and everything else has come down the pike. So I'm wondering, in the area of manufacturing and consumer goods and fast-moving consumer goods, is there currently a disconnect between the production plan and the necessary SKUs, the components, the raw materials needed to go into it? Of course. So as you've mentioned, there are a lot of constraints, new constraints, that are in the picture for supply chain management right now. And we're specifically talking about production planning one of the most important ones is material availability. So there's inconsistent availability of raw materials that could lead to significant disruptions. There's also a problem on the lead time side where varying or unexpected lead times for receiving materials can cause bottlenecks. And then as you mentioned, because of COVID, there might be labor shortage. And all of those constraints in the supply chain makes it really important for us to focus on resource allocation because the resource is limited so it's important to optimize the use of available resources, um, and that's crucial for meeting production goals. Where does the human element come into a modern-day production plan? What are some of the obstacles that arise out of that because some of these non-automated processes are, can be awfully labor-intensive? That's a really great question. So when orders come in, typically there are some sort of enterprise systems applications that are in place, but they don't have optimization systems to operate in a supply-constrained environment. So a lot of the times, optimization tools in those systems assume unlimited supply, which creates inefficiencies across the supply chain. So they can build up production plans based on forecast to maximize fill rate, but without constraints on the actual quantity of supply. But, you know, as I've mentioned, the reality is that resources are limited. So right now, the solution to this first layer of problem is by human efforts, which creates a second layer of problems because supply planners would manually pull and process data extracts that contain inventory information, um, component doing information, and order information, including the ones that they failed to fulfill in previous planning cycles. Then they create production plan using Excel manually, which is labor-intensive and repetitive since they need to repeat the same process for every single production facility, making it extra prone to human error and not fully optimized. And to the extent that there are systems for managing a production plan within an organization, I'm assuming that they're disparate and not connected. What are the challenges that arise as a result of that? Humans have to step in and uh, connect it all, right? Exactly. So even when they identify those challenges and start to think about using more advanced technologies to solve this problem, it's typically hard to hunt for technology that solves this problem easily because as you've mentioned, the systems are not connected. So we need systems to be connected to come up with a realistic and constrained plan. However, data that's flowing in those systems is not always consistent. It's not always normalized and harmonized. And we also see companies with multiple systems for different aspects of the business, even inside the same business unit. So for example, the order management system, inventory management system, labor management system are all relevant in solving for this production plan problem. But frequently, those systems are not connected even within the same business unit. And even if they are, because of all the constraints I mentioned, we need a robust computational layer to figure out the best solution in an intelligent way. 
So it seems like these internal disconnects are just kind of a natural outgrowth of organizational silos, which exist in just about every organization. Is that in fact the case? And, and how do you overcome that, that uh, kind of built-in problem? That is definitely the case. And I think the problem is that because of all the constraints that are in place, especially during COVID, a lot of organizations are in the mode of constantly putting out fire to a point where it becomes harder for them to think about their strategic digitalization process for the supply chain in a more bird view uh, perspective. So what happens instead is when a problem arises, they scramble for a solution that solves for that particular problem, but you know, that doesn't solve the problem from a larger picture. Um, but what we really need to make all of those flowing parts in supply chain work together, especially in production planning, um, is to first have all data work seamlessly together to have ideally a single pane of glass of information, as well as having the process orchestration capability that can allow us to define the different data mappings, the business logic, and computation easily. And then on top of that, when we're talking about more intelligent and more advanced analytics, we need it to be able to embed in the data platform so that we can run different scripts on top of supply chain relevant data that can give us the power to use more advanced optimization algorithms in an extremely flexible way so that um, customers won't have to rely on one-size-fits-all optimization in traditional enterprise systems. And then finally, being able to connect back and close the loop with insights and intelligent decisions. Is there still an issue in organizations though, around gaining consensus around a production plan? Is that an issue and is that automatically solved by the solution that you're proposing here? So we do have the capability for a thing called a workflow engine. So for example, if a local planner or scheduler realizes that something they were expecting from the raw material side is not there on time, they could previously set a workflow where it would have a feedback towards the upstream. We also have uh, mechanisms in place where we're able to predict, for example, whether something expected to arrive late. So instead of having to deal with the problem after it happens, we're able to deal with this potential disruptions in a predictive and prescriptive manner. So a single pane of glass does lead to a single source of truth in the end, if it's done properly, it sounds like. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I wonder, though, I mean, we're talking about some structural flaws that have been built into production plans and supply chains for years. And I'm wondering if they became especially evident because of the last the disruptions of the last few years, the pandemic and the like, and matching that with just in time production and inventory models. Did that become a problem? Did that become more obvious just because of what supply chains have experienced in recent years? Definitely, because during COVID, people are dealing with much more disruptions than before and having the hard to predict kind of manner. So previously before COVID, for example, it might be realistic for production planners to plan things manually because they're not random fires that pop up at random places everywhere. So I feel like they could focus their energy on dealing with the routine disruptions that were expected. But during COVID, especially the randomness of everything, the unpredicted disruptions had really made this process harder. And I think it also got in the way for previously scheduled projects to achieve a more systematic level of digital majority for supply chain. Because now, for, for example, probably your previous um, IT staff that were assigned to this larger bird view systematic project now have to focus on smaller scale 
disruptions that are critical for your business right now. So I think there's definitely a problem of resource allocation in that process. Bad enough that there's this built-in disharmony internally within organizations about having access to the same information, same data, and the same production plan. But, of course, then we have these multi-tier supply chains with all these different suppliers up and down. And I'm wondering to the extent to which information is or is not getting propagated all the way up and down, upstream and downstream right now. How are companies doing in that in that regard? I think that is a higher level of problems in terms of data access, right? Because mm-hmm. when a data platform steps in, it's hard for a data platform to generate data itself, right? We need to be able to have all the data, whether it's hard to get, that's a different problem. But if you don't have the data in the first place, there's limited things that a data platform could help to generate that data that you don't have access to. Well, let's drill down a little more about the discussion of technology and automation. I'm wondering how manufacturers can acquire the necessary insights into their upstream supply chains, their multi-tier upstream supply chains. What kind of tools are available for that to happen in relation to a uh, harmonious and accurate production plan? So from my perspective, I think the goal is to achieve smart data fabrics. And this approach means instead of suffering from data silos from enterprise applications, which makes it difficult to gain full value from your data, we need a smart data fabric architecture where it speeds up and simplifies access to data assets across the entire business, as well as taking it one step further by embedding a wide range of analytics capabilities on top of it. And with this approach, we can allow existing legacy applications and data to remain in place without having to return replace any of their existing technology. So their previous investments don't just go to waste. And it's also a wide range of capabilities all in the same runtime. So business owners can focus on solving the business challenges instead of technical challenges and grow incrementally in the ecosystem, leveraging more capabilities in the platform to solve more complex business problems as they come along. So there are no real integration issues with the new systems and and the legacy systems? You can link them together and that's not an issue? Exactly. So there are technology-based adapters in place where you don't have to do a lot of customization or writing something from scratch in order to connect. Um, It's based on technology where you can easily configure and connect to existing legacy systems that are in place. So do you believe, do you think that automation is is actually creating the production plan or can create the production plan? Or is it more like a case of managing the plan that was created by humans? I would say is starting from automation as the basis, because in order to understand how to solve this particular business challenge, we need to understand how humans are solving this right now using that business logic, and then advancing it using more intelligent algorithms. So I would say that we're using the human knowledge as the foundation. We would need to understand what their current process is in order to optimize it in a better way. Human experts are still needed, but automation has to be there to advise them, basically. Exactly. Artificial intelligence seems to come to the fore in a lot of that aspect. Is that is that part of this too or not? Yes. So we do have capabilities where you can think of machine learning, which is very popular in recent years. So, for example, human knowledge is definitely needed in this process. But every time when there's a new planning cycle, we need human planners to step in and do it all over again versus if we leverage some of the machine learning capabilities, it could learn from previous inputs. It could learn from how people used to handle certain type of disruptions previously 
And all that could be built into this central information mass where we don't have to handle every single problem manually because that's very labor intensive and time consuming. And we would only need people to step in when we identify a potential bigger problem or when the business logic calls for a human intervention. So what's the vision here, Annie, with regard to optimizing production plans and applying these systems? I mean, what what, what does it look like and what should it look like and how agile can a supply chain and a production plan be as a result of incorporating these systems and these practices? I think if we're talking about the blue sky scenario, to begin with, we don't want it to be an expensive tool to buy and integrate. Um, we want it to be out the box data integration, data ingestion. We wanted to have advanced analytics and embed interoperability so it could close the cycle and to complement existing systems and applications in place. So no rip and replace. Annie, tell me a little bit about where InterSystems fits into the picture. Maybe especially a quote for me, some a use case that would help to dramatize how you are serving the marketplace right now with your particular solutions. So we helped a Fortune 100 company who recognized the need to optimize their production planning process and improve their fill rate. Um, the problem they were facing was not insufficient data. As a matter of fact, they have all the data. It's actually about getting it all in one place. What that means is having access to inventory data, demand data, existing and future inventory positions, as well as mapping from the component to the final product. So that is like the recipe on how to make a particular product. So that was all about access. Other than access, it's also about normalizing and harmonizing the data. So having a cohesive information mass that will allow them to have a great foundation for optimization and enhancing the decision-making process, including handling exceptions. Historically, what this has been was that production planning managers would need to complete a weekly manual Excel-driven process to derive production plans that involve fulfilling opening orders and planning for the future with the ultimate goal of improving the fill rate. As I've mentioned, this is a time-consuming and labor-intensive process that is prone to human error. So in order to improve this process and their fill rate to remain competitive, we sit down with their production planning managers, had whiteboarding sessions to document their current manual process in details, and we helped them identify aspects that could be improved. They were looking for a solution that is specific for their needs. So a proof of value was developed and delivered in under six weeks, and it was running as proof of concept before attempting a more systemic implementation. For them, the improvements of this project was immediately apparent. To begin with, this spreadsheet-driven manual process was eliminated, and instead there was this platform-generated, optimized production plan that was ready to go at the beginning of the business day. And the solution platform was also providing dashboards with real-time view to important metrics such as total demand, fill rates, inventory positions, shortfalls, as well as the breakdown by product and, and category. And in terms of value added, they were seeing fill rate improvements of up to 10 points, as well as savings on labor and shipment costs. Annie Tong of InterSystems, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me about the whole issue of production planning optimization, achieving maximum fill rates in a constrained supply chain, as well as telling us a little bit about InterSystems itself. Thank you very much for being with me Thank today. you so much.
That was my conversation with Annie Tong of Intersystems, talking about production planning optimization. We thank Intersystems for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read our Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter or X, at SCBrain, and also watch videos on our YouTube channel. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. Stay well and see you next time.